Welcome to Best Laid Plans, a Malifaux podcast. Episode 4, Last Blossom vs. Wildfire. Hello, welcome Malifaux fans to Best Laid Plans, episode 4. I am your host, Doug, this time. Yes, we're switching things up a little bit. We're going to have uh, someone be uh, a referee. Uh, not actually a referee, but I will be asking players questions and having a little bit more direction than previous iterations, just so that hopefully we can get a little bit more information out to you listeners. And this is actually a very, very special episode of Steam Powered Scoundrels, and we'll get into why as we introduce our players. Player one, Roman Heckenberger. Say hi. Hi. Player two, Nick, the Nick Westbrook. Say hello. Hello. Nick, why don't you tell us what's special about this episode? What's special about this episode? Um, I get to play my good buddy, Roman. Yeah. Um, I, I find that fun. And I get to hang out with Doug Scoundrels himself. Unless I'm missing something, then you need to tell me. Is it my anniversary? This is <laughs> see Nick, the Nick Westbrook, the glorious, magnanimous Nick Westbrook, donated $20 to the Steam Powered Scoundrels Patreon. And therefore, he got to dictate one episode that we'd have to do. No matter what he told us to do, if he wanted us to talk about wearing women's underwear, we would have to do it. But he was nice enough to say, hey, I just want to play someone, have a nice game. Let's do a best laid plans. So that's what we're doing right here. That was an option, Doug. Come on. I literally said anything. Uh, well, it's yeah. your fault for, for not thinking outside the Malifaux box. Touche. Touche. Okay. All right. So. Our strategy and schemes for this game are recover evidence. The schemes are take prisoner, claim jump, breakthrough, assassinate, and research mission. The deployment is standard, and the map we are using is waterway on Vassal. All right, let me quickly describe the map this time instead of, you know, people just randomly do it on the episode. Waterway is very fairly symmetrical. It kind of resembles what looks like a weird sewer setup. It's got three different sections, one at the top, one at the bottom, and one at the center. And this is how you look at the map while playing the game. So this will be the point of reference. The top will be up near, uh, as you're staring at the map, you know, top, middle, center, right, left, all that other stuff. There are three very thick walkways going left to right on this map with a couple bridges connecting each of them to sort of the main middle one, which is the biggest. There are several different steam clouds, which we will be dis- designated as concealment, correct? Correct. Yes. Two large towers that sort of uh, fit diagonally along the, the center line that go up to height three. Um, some scattered terrain, including boxes and barrels. Just uh, not a whole lot different between the different sides. And our attacker decided to split it the center line straight uh, up down the middle, so deployments are on the left and the right. All right, Roman, why don't you tell us what you're bringing today? So I am bringing Arcanists, specifically Karis, and along with her and her Eternal Flame, I have Elijah Borgman, Carlos Vasquez, the Captain, and two Mechorachnids, one with magical training because I am a civilized person and like playing with a seven-card hand. And the other one with diesel engine because smoky robots. All right, Nick, why don't you talk about your crew? 
All right. So I've got Misaki. I've got the husband and wife duo. I don't know if that's for real or not, but Monaco, Ray, and Toto are coming with, um, <laughs> along with Dawn Serpent and a Shadow Effigy with the upgrade, the Effigy of Fate. Um, I also put the Masked Agent upgrade on the Dawn Serpent with the resistance triggers being uh, turned off uh, if engaged, and then the charge with me basic uh, upgrade ability as well. All right, cool, cool. And you gentlemen have already deployed. You've already set up your evidence tokens. You are ready to begin the game on just a single card flip. Doug, I forgot to say Chiaki. Okay, all right. We are going to go ahead and kick Nick out of the room, and I'm going to talk to Roman about his decisions before you guys start round one. Roman! Yes, pregame. First up, Arcanists. Wow, what a decision. Seeing the schemes and strategies, did you have any particular reason you picked Arcanists and then Karis? Uh, Honestly, it's just been a minute since I've really... Uh, gotten to put her on the table and was I was feeling good about it and she's one of my go-tos whenever there's a need to kill stuff and research mission uh, <laughs> so with recover evidence yeah there's need to kill stuff research mission is in the pool so hey I'm going to bring my, my fiery flying gal in that case yeah that's really what it came down to okay and then your follow up crew choices once you've seen that he had declared 10 thunders and Misagi so, having played a bit of Ten Thunders and Misaki myself, and against it decently often, relatively recently, I was very much expecting the good old double samurai from the shadows option, which heavily, probably too heavily, uh, impacted my true crew choice. Uh, just because I very much normally like to run Karis with more like the golem and a couple gammon to really play around with. Unless you brought a lot of condition removal, you're not going to take these out because they're giant fire armor boys. Uh, But that honestly takes more than an activation to set up well, and the samurai would kill at least one of them before all that happened, if that went that way. So that's why the captain and the mech arachnids are here, uh, just because I wanted something that could take a couple hits while they were getting close, and then cut through armor when they got there. Granted, in that case, that means I'm currently working at 22 stones on those models that aren't they. What I brought them for is not on the table, <laughs> so we'll be playing by the seat of our pants a little bit on that front. But I, I still think I can do okay here because the the Mechorachnids armor two is nothing to sneeze at. It's not difficult to get them positives on everything they do for a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they're they're going to be okay, especially with the upgrades. Meanwhile, the captain, while he doesn't have a ton of shooting, so the captain's middle of the storm isn't great. I mean, a relic hammer. I I have two different models here with a a two-inch engage, min three damage, uh, and extra stuff on top of them between the captain and Elijah. So as far as straight up killing for the, the recover evidence, this is one of the few crews I've fielded the last few times I've played recover evidence where playing stronger into the strategy feels like a good idea so that's gonna be interesting for me usually i just kind of go for i'm gonna take out one or two and and hang on and focus on schemes but yeah in in this one i think i'm really just gonna 
try and get him into the middle because that's really where the map is going to take us and just try to take out as much as I can for the uh, evidence markers. All right. Well, once you saw his crew and a severe lack of samurai, why don't you go for your scheme selection? I went ahead and stuck with re- uh, research mission uh, because, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Between Karis dropping uh, pyre markers everywhere and the mecharachnids, whenever they kill anything, they drop a scrap marker in addition to anything else that the target would normally drop. So I want to get them across the center line and kill stuff on his side of the table. Meanwhile, Karis can, at range, uh, just burn up anything that's not a pyre marker around her target. So I can pretty well, hopefully, stop him from doing that with shadow markers, though Masaki can throw those out at interesting places. Uh, the other one I went for to kind of work against the I need to kill everything is take prisoner. Uh, and specifically, I took it on the Dawn Serpent because I know just how much of a pain that thing is to finally kill. And I'm probably going to put some hits on it just to make him stretch resources. But I'm ultimately not caring if I do actual damage to it because it's min three damage on its melee. If I can get a Mechorachnid into it or Elijah who can heal and get uh, positives by using burning, they can tank it long enough for uh, research or for take prisoner. Okay, Roman. Um, you deployed second as a defender. All right, so you had two of his groups to pick from. Why did you pick the one with Monaco? Uh, because I wanted to see ultimately where the Katashiro are going to be coming out near-ish, uh, and also added bonus, that's where the Dawn Serpent was, so I wanted to see where my Take Prisoner was starting off. Not as big of a deal as, say, with Vendetta, but, you know, given those two options, I'll take them. Whereas I figured uh, Shiaki, Atoto, Shang, and Misaki are pretty easy to guess where they're going to go, uh, and Misaki's not going to be there long anyway. Okay, fair. So you deployed everyone in the sort of center platform, and it kind of looks like it's just going to be a big brawl in this 12, 12 inches. All right. So the platform in the center is roughly 12 inches across, and that seems that's where everyone deployed except for, for one model. Is there any reason you put Carlos down on uh, one of the sides? I guess at the bottom in this case? Yeah, uh, so Carlos is at the bottom because there's no one else down there. Carlos can move really quickly, and I figure I can uh, either do some bluffing for breakthrough that way, or I can just not... He's one less thing that's kind of pouring out of the middle, and I have a history of whenever I do something like this where so many things are are tight together, I'm going to trip over myself at some point unpacking them. So he's one less thing I have to worry about with that. And mostly trying to get Nick to worry about him. Okay. What do you think are the schemes he took? If you had to guess. So my guess, and this is definitely colored by my own playing of Misaki, because I haven't seen Nick player before, uh, but research mission's definitely an option because he's expecting to kill stuff and drop schemes, or drop schemes, uh, drop scrap or corpses, as well as the shadow markers, so it's pretty easy to do. With... Monaco summoning in Katashiro, they can be good for just throwaway bodies or, again, putting scrap markers where you want them when they die. And they can move really well, so he might be going for breakthrough there. That said, with Misaki on the table, I'm always going to be wondering if Assassinate's there. So Karis is going to be doing her best to stay 
away from the shadow markers just to keep Misaki from having an easy jump up and stab me. Okay. Uh, and last but not least, any other thoughts on general strategy? I am I'm looking to score research mission fairly early, if I can, just because that way, if there are things that are moving around markers that I'm not thinking of in Misaki, I'm not having to worry about it. I just go, boom, I have it done, and then can start on point two. Take prisoner, if I don't get that until turn four, I'm perfectly fine with that, because it's going to make him wonder, well, what's the other one? What's the other one? And then turn four, I get it. Hopefully turn five, I should definitely get it as long as the Dawn Serpent's still alive. And if it's not, I lose out on a point, but the Dawn Serpent's dead, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I'm. it's unusual for me to be super aggro, but in this case, I think it works. Okay, then. Well, we'll go ahead and switch and get talking to Nick before you guys start. Thanks. Sounds good. Thank you. Next up is Nick for his pregame talk. First up, Nick, is there any particular reason why you picked Ten Thunders and then Misaki once you saw the scheme and strategy? Gotcha. Yeah, uh, Ten Thunders is my primary faction that I've uh, jumped into since uh, third edition. And so I, I, I seem to have the most experience with majority of the masters in the faction. So I felt confident going against a, a uh, experienced player like Roman to at least know my own crew. And then I can try to play catch up on what the hell he's doing. So declared uh, 10 thunders. And then I saw his declaration of uh, Arcanist and uh, with the scheme pool, Masaki is just so versatile and capable of doing uh, just about every one of these in keyword. So. I felt like she was a, a really good option, especially with this board and the sheer volume of large blocking terrain, some height, some, if you were to have to walk around like a, like a peasant on this board, you would have to be maneuvering quite a bit or struggling to, to get across uh, where you need to score points. So uh, having the teleports, having the, the flight seven, the eventual Katashiro getting on the board to, to hop around and, and scheme for me, it just gave me a whole lot of options and, uh, lets me react better to his actual list and, and my scheme selection at that point. Cool. So uh, I guess you already went into my next step. Uh, why did you specifically pick that crew? And that was just for mobility primarily? Primarily mobility and flexibility. Masaki in keyword offers so much to the scheme pool. But as we all probably know a little too well, the 10 Thunder versatiles are so great that if I needed to play catch up in another way or if I needed to put any kind of counter tech, it wouldn't be that hard to bring in. Plus, seven cards is always good with Arcane Reservoir, so uh, Misaki or Sami are usually my top picks in, in the faction to get that extra card because uh, we don't have the beautiful upgrade that gives us that. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be talking crap because Tenth Enders has it pretty well too, but <laughs> it is what it is. One out-of-keyword character, Chiaki. Um, any particular reason you brought her? Well, uh... I mean, outside of the versatile, Dawn Serpent. Yeah, so Chiaki was kind of trying something a little bit different. Usually the go-to pick for condition removal and a little bit of healing is going to be the Tanuki, which is three stones cheaper. But Chiaki also gives a stat seven condition removal. Potentially, I didn't know what I was expecting on, on his side of the table, if there was going to be a fire golem or something where I needed to strip burning off of uh, stat seven condition removal could really help. Plus maneuverability, pushing with beckoning call, I can push things around quite a bit and manipulate the board pretty well. 
uh, not to mention Nefarious Pact. And you know what? If she dies, maybe her reliquary will go to somebody that can give it to good use. Not that I won't be able to utilize it as well in the Yanlo crew, but uh, her reliquary does do some uh, pretty cool stuff with being able to end a, a condition at the start of the model's activation and give it manipulative. So worst case scenario, she does die. That reliquary is going on something fun and get some get some uh, a return on that investment. Okay. All right. Once you saw that he was bringing some robot spiders and the captain, a decent amount of out of keyword stuff, did that affect your scheme selection at all? And why don't you tell us what your schemes are as well? Yeah. So I'll start off with the schemes. I, I, I chose breakthrough and research mission. Research mission is just so, I don't want to say easy for Misaki, but being able to put out a, a, a different type of marker is always good other than the standard scheme marker and dead marker, we'll call it. Yeah. The, scrap or whatnot and with the katashiro hopping all over the board if i need to score point and flicker them out to get a uh a scrap marker that's another way i can i can try to get that point if needed if i had the positioning correct but just giving myself options so i, I felt like those two were were best suited for karis because i knew karis there's going to be markers being pushed around there's going to be burning flying around i was expecting a little bit more burning synergy but you know, Elijah and Carlos are always great options in keyword for Karis, and uh, I'll have to figure out how to deal with these mechaarachnids and, and the captain, or just avoid them altogether and see if I need to stuff a Toto in the middle to try to, to counter if needed. Okay, um, so map is pretty symmetrical. Is there any particular reason you decide to place the deployments along the, the sides instead of the top and bottom? I feel like I had, with his, with his selection, he really only has one flight model, which is Karis. You know, Carlos is a leapy model, but there's there's no pinning him down or putting him in any direction. He's going to be all over the board no matter what. So I felt kind of bottlenecking him there in the middle to kind of force the action in the middle is potentially my best bet at controlling space and controlling where the action takes place. Also gives me, uh, especially on my side of the board, well, I guess you didn't ask that yet. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So, and the reason why I chose, the side I chose was there was a, a height one set of boxes kind of, I don't know, four inches out of my deployment zone that kind of gives me some cover and some blocking line of sight so I can focus on getting two Katashiros out because that's that's my primary goal round one is to get two Katashiros out and then get them to get the hell out of the way in round one with being slow and getting that uh, bonus action to leap. Uh, worst case scenario, if he goes and Karis comes after uh, one or two of the Katashiro, well, I'm okay with getting Karis out of, out of my main factions space uh, for a rounder or two uh, so we can take care of that um, so it's kind of a win-win on this on this portion plus with the dawn serpent I, I liked the the amount of space available in the deployment zone to put him on the, the height three uh, building or whatever this thing is because it gives him a lot of options to not only stay out of melee threat or, or anything that else going on on the ground but gives him freedom to double fly or or maneuver how he needs to to, to score points okay so um, if you had to guess, what do you think are the schemes that Roman took and why? Well, it's usually a decent assumption that nobody is willing to, to take assassinate into a Masaki. But then again, I've heard people actually score points on runic biting. So uh, I guess things have happened. But I'm thinking with Carlos off to one edge, breakthrough is an option. I think he might have breakthrough and... He's probably taken claim jump with how stacked his models are there on uh, there in the middle. So I think uh, I'm going to try to 
figure out a way of gaining activation order and, and just shoving a resilient dawn serpent in the middle to, to negate that point, hopefully, and then agile out as needed. But uh, that's gonna, I, I think it's going to be claim jump and breakthrough. That's right. At least any last thoughts on your general strategy way plan I'm doing? Are you going to go for the strategy hard? Or are you going to try to get your schemes out as soon as possible? You know what? I'm really going to be setting up and reacting to what uh, his models are, are going to be doing. I, I seem to work better off of reacting than jumping head first and assuming what my opponent's going to be doing uh, or guessing. And so uh, I'm just going to be aware of, or try to be aware of his maneuvering on the board and, and, and see what he's kind of going after and, and seeing if all of his activation orders make sense in my head towards scheming in the right direction or, or one way or the other. But really, I'm going to focus on building up my round two play, which is getting having two more Katashiro on the board, um, having some more shadow markers, uh, maybe having some focus and, and having some decent cards in hand. So round two, I can really turn up the switch, turn up the dial, sorry, and start applying pressure. All right, cool. All right, I will talk to you and Roman at the end of round one. All right, sounds good. End of round one, I have Roman here first, who's going to go over all the fun shenanigans that happened. Why don't you give us a quick recap of the play of pretty much your, your placement and your uh, initiation of the fight there? Okay, so this turn was as turn one usually is. Mostly move up and focus. So I kind of have one, I, I have the diesel engine mechorachnid up a bit further, adding its concealment aura to the concealment fog right in front of it. And behind it are the other arachnid and Elijah, the captain, and uh, the eternal flame, my totem. Meanwhile, Carlos is at uh, the center line lower down. And Karis is on the upper left pillar where she, due to lack of other meaningful things at the time she had to activate to do, did a little damage and annoyed the Katashiro up top uh, after it had been summoned and moved in. But ultimately, I was trying not to overextend, so I was just going, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and focus and set up for some positive flips on one of the Mechorachnids for next turn. Ended up at the very end, uh, Nick had the Dawn Serpent fly and charge using with me on its upgrade to bring Monaco. Uh, so they are now in base contact with the diesel engine Mechorachnid. What Nick doesn't know is I drew very well in my hand last turn. I had four face cards and the Black Joker. At the end of the turn, I have three face cards and the Black Joker. Since we're getting into it real quick, I'm going to do something I normally don't do until turn three, and I'm going to discard that Black Joker. That Mechorachnid can take a hit or two from either of the things in front of it, neither ignore armor, so it doesn't need to go right away, but when it does, it can move away from them because of the on-the-move from Diesel Engine, eat the Scheme Marker the other Mechorachnid drop for positive flips to everything for the rest of the turn, charge back in to get another positive flip also from the Diesel Engine, on its damage, and again, I'm I'm not really caring if the Dawn Serpent dies, I'm not expecting it to, but if I can make him think I care using resources I don't really worry about, he can throw away more resources than me on it. I might even uh, attempt to hit Monaco Ray 
because they did change her after the errata so she doesn't automatically put her you hit me upgrade on you. It's only if you fail to hit her. Uh, so with my hand, I might do that because I really don't want her to keep bringing in more Katashiro. Uh, him bringing in two in turn one was something I haven't seen in quite a while, and the fact that he didn't have to cheat for them was uh, also rather impressive. See, that's the difference between you and me. Salty Doug would be pretty angry at this point. <laughs> I, just, I just try to look at it as a challenge to overcome. <laughs> Alright, so that's general positioning. Just uh, to note back. Um, Macarachnid's forward, and then basically the other Macarachnid, Captain and Elijah, and the Eternal Flame are all just bunched up in this little group. Just like four or five inches outside of the deployment zone. Not a lot of combat or anything's went happened, but what would you say would what went well? What went poorly? Uh, what went poorly is I did not flip high enough to just kill the Katashiro that Karis went after, so I I was hoping to he would flip low and he flipped really high and I was like, I'd rather keep these twelves in my hand for next turn rather than not quite do enough damage to kill it. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the smarter play there would have been to throw a pyre marker, force it to slowly burn to death and focus, uh, and save her in other actions elsewhere. Uh, other than that though, everything was, you know, I, I moved forward and focused most of my things. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's really the, the two different things. I, he was playing really well as far as the, uh, placement goes to keep me from starting to put too much burning on uh, most things. I do have one burning on Masaki, so she's going to have to deal with that uh, going forward. Although, if I remember correctly, like I, I know Kang can heal her when she's buried. I'm trying to remember if he can remove conditions. Either way, he, he can take care of that, but it's another thing that Shang has to do. Okay. You pretty much described... Uh, possibly what's your first activation with the with the Mechorachnid. Um Do you have any other like initial activations in mind who you know you're going to go with first or as soon as possible or at the end? I'm I'm less focused on order because again, the, the armor two on the Mechorachnid, it's going to take multiple hits to bring it down. I'd rather it not die. So it's probably going to go earlier rather than later to get those positive flips to everything. But my, my goal for this turn, based on what I'm seeing in front of me, is... Kill Monaco, because the other secret weapon I have against her is her uh, give you the, the upgrade to summon to, to summon and do irreducible damage is only on her defense willpower, and Karis, her melee attack can target move. So if Karis spends this turn killing Monaco and throwing her into some fire, I'm good with that. That's probably going to be the finishing move, depending on what else moves up here. I'm not expecting the effigy to move up too much. He's going to wait for that to turn into a dragon next turn. He's probably going to try and maneuver some things around with Misaki, but essentially if I can kill Monaco and the Dawn Serpent stays where it is to try and wail on the Mechorachnid, which it may not do, it is agile and can run around, but if it does, uh, I can get uh, take prisoner this turn, so that shouldn't be a problem. All right. Uh, last but not least, anything interesting or surprising that's next done? Be ballsy enough to go for two Katashiro turn one again. Like it's especially after they made the change on Monaco. That that is not an insignificant amount of resources to do. But he he leaned into it and got lucky on the flips. And I'm assuming if he was doing it, he had the cards to back it up. But he spent two soul stunts on that. And while Katashiro are good. 
I'm I'm not quite sure what he's hoping to get out of two of them other than to keep giving me pass tokens and be annoying. Okay. But that further makes me think he probably has breakthrough between the two of them and the Dawn Serpent. All right. Well, I will get Nick on and we'll talk to him. You guys can get started on round two. Thanks. Sounds good. Hey, Nick. Howdy. How's it going? Good, good. Great. All right. End of round one. Lots of positioning and other stuff. A little bit of combat, but why don't you quickly recap on all the moves you took during the first round? Yeah, so I had a... Several things I just wanted to to make happen. Draw a card off of Chiaki and put her in a position to where she could be effective in rounds two through five. Get the Shadow Effigy a little bit closer, so I'm not going to say if, but when there's evidence markers on the ground, he can pull his push, I think it's three inches, and interact on a model four inches away, even if engaged, to try to pick those up. Try to get him in a position where I can actually utilize that, um, hopefully before he morphs into an emissary and i may delay that one round if i see i need that interact while engaged ability and then summoning the the katashiros was a primary objective for me as well so i got those both out i got the guy i got the chiaki and effigy in place a toto i didn't want to spend the extra stones for him to teleport up six inches to uh stone in for a mask i just didn't draw into a a decent mask to to let him teleport six inches but i think i definitely got the shadow markers out that i need to to give masaki more position or at least more options uh, on the board and then what else pulling the katashiro out out on the flanks uh seemed to at least get karis's attention to where she wasted a walk charge and fan a flame thing on the katashiro so i was able to eat one whole round of her ap focused on a summon model, which I'm, I'm okay with. I can easily jump around the other side, whether it's with Dawn Serpent um, being agile to get my breakthrough point, or even with the Katashiro uh, on the other side, hopping around and potentially setting myself up for success uh, on breakthrough. And then research mission, I'm still kind of trying to figure out where the best option is for that. It might very well be the Pyre Marker there on the top, um, utilizing that if I can get Karis elsewhere. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that best sees fit. I, I guess I do have a shadow marker and a ski marker, Arcanist ski marker there, kind of in the middle, at least on the other, on the opposing side of the board. So I might be able to, to make that work as well. All right. Uh, anything of note that you say went really well or anything that went poorly for you? I think getting Karis's attention with, a, with my minion went very well. Uh, I was willing to, to let the Katashiro die. I wasn't going to, I didn't cheat any cards. I didn't invest much, but a flicker token, that was it. I, I had a, a decent top deck uh, for defense. So I'm happy with that. And also getting Monaco Ray and Dawn Serpent kind of there right at the center line on the opposing side to kind of help block potential claim jump, get Dawn Serpent fairly close to potentially score a breakthrough with him alone. And then getting Masaki up a little bit further toward the sh- her shadow markers are going to be even further up the board. So I think I'm really going to be able to apply pressure to this kind of five model bubble that's going on with the Karis crew here in the center board. Um, what is your activations looking like? Who are you going to start with and who you think you're going to hold off till much later? So I think I'm probably going to hold off on the Katashiro holding up Karis, kind of see what she's going to do with that. Uh, the last thing I need to do is show my hand at Breakthrough, sending him up the board. So I'll probably leave that Katashiro alone. 
I might do some movement shenanigans with Chiaki uh, or even Masaki, but I think my my main perp my main goal right now is to get uh, Monaco Ray to activate, maybe do some damage on this uh, Mechorachnid, and I'd like to delete one of these Mechorachnids this round. How I get there, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, it may require uh, a Toto uh, teleporting up and then charging or utilizing Misaki's Oyabun's command and getting some other models positive damage flips and, and things against it to try to get break through that armor. All right. Um, last but not least, anything that uh, Roman did that surprised you or confirmed any biases? Or- so seeing Carlos there on the bottom walk, dance of flame, focus, um, leads me to believe uh, he could potentially go for breakthrough. So I may keep the Katashiro one that's on that edge close enough to at least try to negate that. Um, hoping to try to get uh, activation to hopefully negate that and get activation order, or I just need to murder something, which is always better. But I, I, I still think that or I'm still leaning towards him having breakthrough. I don't see any specific signs that's that there's something different or he hasn't shown his cards yet on anything else. Sure. I think he might be taking claim jump, but let's face it. There's one kind of bottleneck in the middle and I think everybody's going in that direction. So he could think I'm going for claim jump as well, which maybe with his positioning and where I'm at, he might think, think of that more. And I, but nonetheless, uh, I, I don't know what he's, what he, his second scheme or, or I don't have any more, information towards his second scheme reveal yet all right cool let's get round two started all right all right let's do it thank you all right roman round two stuff happened why don't you talk about what you did what went well what went bad so long story short what went well is i did kill monaco like i planned yay yay it was a group effort And I did really goof up on one thing in the process, which was I forgot that once a model has the her upgrade that you get from her defense willpower trigger on them, I remembered that if they die, you get a Wainudo. What I didn't remember is that whenever anyone causes damage to Monaco, the model with the upgrade on it takes that damage. So I actually ended up allowing Monaco with that ability to kill the diesel engine Mechorachnid and drop its uh, evidence from there. But I ended up almost completely hiding that evidence with the other Mechorachnid who was up there for other reasons. And then Karis threw around Monaco to avoid that defense willpower trigger, got her down to low wounds and uh, Elijah Borgman with Blade Rush and a single hit took her out. So that was a, a group effort, but worked well together. Uh, ended up also taking out the Wenudo that popped up uh, between the second Mechorachnid and the uh, the captain. So that's not a worry, but it did take up a little more. It, it took up more actions than I wanted to. But thankfully, uh, when Masaki popped up, she couldn't flip anything for love or money. Uh, <laughs> so she, she ended up just kind of deciding, well, I'm not going to try because at that point, Nick was out of cards in his hand too. So she kind of moved around a little bit and did one hit on the remaining Mechorachnid, but didn't ignore armor, so he kind of barely felt it. Uh, The other good thing that happened was Carlos, after the other Katashiro, jumped further into the the far corner to try and block him from 
getting my my faked breakthrough, uh, Carlos just ran up and and hit a Toto twice for two severes, one with crit strike. Nice. So a Toto's not feeling very good right now, plus burning, plus distracted. I know I need to not leave him there uh, because he's now under half and a gridded a Toto is painful in, in very, very big ways. So he's my next target this next round, uh, and I do have two pass tokens left, so hopefully I can just make that happen. Uh, and finish him off real fast because Nick is also entirely out of soul stones. So my my hope is take out a Toto who's still on his side of the board in a pyre marker near a shadow marker, uh, and with the corpse that he drops, I can go ahead and get research mission this turn. And then I'm wondering if he's going to jump out the the second dragon. I'm assuming so because he brought the the effigy forward, in which case I'll have to focus on that. But Borgman's right there and won't need to charge to hit him. So we'll hopefully that'll work and then I can get, depending on where Masaki ends up, uh this next turn, get my uh take prisoner on the Dawn Serpent too. But yeah, should should be a pretty good turn. It's still I would say anybody's game very much dependent on uh the hands and the flips in this next turn. But it's I, as long as I can can activate in the right order, which has never been a super strong suit of mine <laughs> uh, when the chips are down. But as long as I can fake doing it this turn, I should be okay. All right, cool. Um, one final question, I guess. Do you think he knows what your schemes are? Based on the Katashiro running down to try and block Carlos or slow him down, at least, I think he still thinks I took breakthrough. Uh, but since I you turned back into a Toto, he might be rethinking that. So I think if anything right now, he's probably wild guessing what I have. He, I'm, I'm betting he thinks I have claim jump on somebody because I have about five models, four models jumbled up around the middle. You think uh, you think the game is going to be determined in the next round? Uh, determined might be a bit of a long shot because, uh, quite frankly, I he has both of his schemes on the table right now. It is breakthrough and research mission on his side. I don't really have a good way to like deal with the Katashiro that he has running breakthrough uh, without really peeling somebody off and running up there, which at this point it's probably easier to wait for it to run down and, and start dropping more schemes and have Karis run over in stone for the, the trigger to burn up scheme markers on the attack. So I'd, I don't think it's going to be determined on this next turn, but it'll be a combination of the next two turns. Because one advantage I do have is I did keep him from scoring the strategy this turn. So, and and that's, that's not recoverable unless he can keep me from scoring the strategy in a turn. So uh, since we both took a seven model crew uh, with masters and uh, insignificant totems, the other five models are who have the evidence on them. So it's basically... If I can ignore the Katashiro as long as possible since they were summoned, if I can just focus on the rest of the things uh, and get the evidence off not the Dawn Serpent, or really, honestly, he has hard to kill. If I can just get him down to one, he'll drop the evidence. And yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But it, it's still anybody's game, but I'm feeling pretty confident at this point. All right, cool. All right, we'll get Nick on here and get on to turn number three. Excellent. Turn three. Hi, Nick. Howdy. Why don't you tell us how you're doing? What happened? What went well? What went poorly? The whole spiel. Yeah. So um, overall, we've got a big scrum in the middle, kind of duking it out. Uh, I've I've actually got four models in, in the center. I did lose Monaco Ray, 
but I wound up taking out a mecharachnid like I wanted to. Uh, and I got uh, the second mecharachnid down to two wounds. Um, I was unable to get the intel token picked up, but on the light side, brighter side of things, I was able to score research mission off of that intel. So um, this for that, I guess. Um, and I, it kind of looks like I might be on the on the back back foot. Uh, a toe to toe is down to four wounds, but he's going to be on positives and grit frenzy. So I'm not too worried about it, and uh, I think I'm in a good position to kill uh, an unactivated model and gain assassin uh, fast, get fast off of his assassin ability um, to give him even more AP and more damage output, and then just juggernaut up and spend whatever high card I, I need to, to to bring him up in health. Masaki still got plenty of shadow markers to to use to navigate wherever she needs to when she comes back on the board next round. And then Dawn Serpent, his charge with me upgrade has proven pretty useful because I was able to get Monaco Ray in place at the end of last round. And uh, in the first couple activations, I was able to summon a Winudo, which kind of stalled out a lot of progress and, and movement. Uh, there in the center on Roman's side, at least from my point of view, I was able to hold the captain down, Eternal Flame down a little bit in the back, charge through some stuff, get some burning out, do a little bit of damage. Uh, he ultimately died from the captain just swinging his massive hammer. Not all of us can have mm-hmm. relic <laughs> hammers, but I think I think I'm still in a good spot. I wound up at the end of last activate uh, last round. I agile walked the Dawn Serpent out of the scrum in the middle and charged back in with the shadow effigy attached to my hip. And that that's setting me up to grow him into the emissary. So instead of using his shenanigans to pick up markers while engaged and ordering others to do that, I, I'll go ahead and get him bigger and, and, and be a big beefy dragon on the board and, and do some damage and also help me out with cycling out some cards if, if I have a bad hand because I am stone dead now, trying to keep Monaco Ray alive. But I also ate up all of Karis's activation and part of Elijah Borgman's. So nice. Yeah, that's uh, so. I think I'm still in a decent spot. Uh, I've still got my Kadashir up on the top. It scored me my breakthrough first point, and he's easily 15, 20 inches away from anything really near him. So he's just gonna drop a marker, leap, drop a marker, and just pepper that back corner in the backfield with as many markers as I can get down to try to negate. And that's just going to be his sole purpose. I'm not going to do anything else with him until he burns out because he's got two two burning on him. So that's kind of the goal with that. And there's going to be plenty of markers at the end of this game to, to score research missions. So I really just need to make sure I have three models alive at the end of the game that are significant. Okay, doke. And lastly, do you think... Do you still think that he has claim jump and breakthrough? Uh, he hasn't revealed anything out outright that says otherwise, or maybe to put me more in the, the doubtful stage as opposed to leaning towards a, a different scheme. But uh, I think there's still an opportunity for him to have claim jump in the middle with the sheer volume of models in the middle. And he keeps kind of, there's four big models right around the center point right now with three of my models around that same center point. So that's still an opportunity there. I did try to stall him out on what I thought he had breakthrough and the path to his breakthrough uh, first point by throwing a Katashiro over in the corner to kind of get in his line of sight and uh, keep him from scoring on that side. But then Carlos darted right into the middle. So I don't know if he has take prisoner. I don't know if he was going for something else. And now looking at the board, he actually could be in a real position for research mission uh, because there are 
two shadow markers and a pyro mark and two pyro markers dead center of the board that are easily within four inches of each other in enemy models. So one more marker down on on my in, on my side of the table, and he could uh, get that point if he chose that. So I got to be mindful of that. All right, very good, awesome. Okay, well, hopefully, uh, best of luck to you, sir, and we will talk to you again after the end of turn three. Sounds great. <laughs> End of round three. We have Roman here to go over his recap first. Uh, just keep in mind, people, uh, we were recording about a week after the end of round two, but the players got right back into it, and I think they figured out what they had uh, all planned and uh, managed to act on those and not act on those as well. So, Roman, why don't you give us a recap of what happened? So, uh, right off the bat, Nick Red Joker's the initiative flip. Uh, when I was really looking at this, this, you know, I, I had just set up a Toto to be at Frantic with a couple wounds left, and I'm like, it'll be okay. I'll take him out next turn. Not the case. Uh, so he uh, killed my remaining Mechorachnid. Uh, so I will only have a, a six card hand going forward. Uh, but that worked out all right. There could have been worse things that happened. And since he went early, I didn't need to worry about him for the rest of the turn immediately, which allowed me to go with Elijah. And then after Elijah Karras to, to quickly finish off the shadow emissary uh, before it could go, which worked out in my favor as well. Uh, though it wouldn't have taken both of them. Had I not black jokered the final or the first uh, damage against no the second damage against it from uh elijah but overall that dropped an evidence karis picked it up uh and finished him off the captain uh finished off or rather got a toto down to one wound and let burning take him down at the end of the turn i have evidence right next to the captain so he actually has a question then on if he wants to bury masaki this turn because right now she's the only thing engaging the captain Carlos honestly is is being more of a beater this game than any other two games I've used him in between the the focused hits and everything. He laid a, a pretty he, he laid a severe hit out on uh, Shiaki, uh, so she's only at three wounds at the moment. And my aim this next turn is going to be to take her out because otherwise she's just never going to go down. And he actually brought her forward to play some movement games with me. The one thing I'm realizing with my plan on the uh, Dawn Serpent for Take Prisoner, which I didn't get this turn, uh, though I was hoping to, is as long as, as Misaki's alive and has ways to jump out, if he gets wind of the Take Prisoner or just wants to help the Dawn Serpent, he can just pop up near. So I need to... I'm, I'm essentially planning out I need to keep probably Karis or the Captain... Yeah, available to hit Masaki late, uh, either to throw her around or with Knock aside to get her away from the Dawn Serpent to get that working. Uh, also got very close, but not quite on research mission. He he knows I have it now, or at least I'm super bluffing it with Carlos because the Dawn Serpent ran over and broke a shadow marker at the final activation this turn to stop that. But overall, I'm still feeling good. Uh, where he, he's one point ahead of me. We both got the strat this turn, but I knocked out two of his big models and mine are, are being chipped away at piece by piece, but I'm feeling pretty good about the 
locomotion of the crew going forward here. It's good tempo. Okay. Um, yeah, that pretty much covers uh, your scoring. That covers the things that you thought went well and obviously went poorly. So you're pretty certain he knows that you have research mission. Do you think he knows you have take prisoner? I still kind of doubt it. Between him coming from the, the Texas meadow where they're super aggressive, I don't imagine take prisoners taken very often down there because it's just murder and scheme later is my uh, stereotypical viewpoint of that. But it may very well be he's used to murder everything but your take prisoner target and scheme later, in which case he might figure it out. Personally, I'm still betting he thinks I have a uh, claim jump because I'm pretty sure that's why Masaki came forward to uh, try and push everybody out of the center area. Shiaki. Oh, did I say Misaki? Yep, Shiaki, that one. Okay. And do you, now we're at the end of turn three, you've got two turns to go. Do you have any plans to deny breakthrough or research mission? Right now, for denying research mission, my my plan is essentially I need to, if I can kill more things, the second point is much harder to do. Like, he'll be able to pop Misaki up uh, to take care of, to get some of it, and he'll be able to get one Katashiro over. But if I can kill the other other Katashiro remaining, it definitely brings down his chances. Uh, though I guess with the Dawn Serpent, he can get that. Ultimately, what I'm planning on doing over this turn and next is either, and this will be where I have to decide who I want to beware if I think he's going to pop up Masaki to support the Dawn Serpent or not. I need to send either Carlos... Well, Carlos can can remove some markers... Uh, near the center, schemes at least. Uh, Karis has a trigger to remove every non-pyre marker near a target, so I can clear out a good bunch of the the ones on his side of the board, even if I have to uh, target that on Elijah or somebody, because he's only going to take a point of damage from it anyway, as long as he's near a pyre. The captain, I think, is going to go back towards my deployment zone after this turn and start trying to take out that other uh, Katashiro and... Hopefully by next turn, I'll, I'll he'll pick up and go take out one of those scheme markers. Or again, I'm kind of going to play it by ear. It's either going to be him or Karis running back there because she can, again, take out markers at range if the Katashiro's near one. Yeah, honestly, that that's the better option here, I think. Okay. All right. We'll see you at the end of round four. Thank you, sir. Alright, we are now talking to Nick Westbrook, end of turn three. Go ahead and tell us what happened to you. I lost a few models this this turn. You know, I grew up the, the effigy into the emissary, and I probably should have activated him earlier than it than I did. Or I never got to activate him actually, but I I kinda waited on activating him in a chance to first get a mech arachnid off the table so his Arcane Reservoir's gone, and uh, an Armor 2 model's off the board, which is definitely a good thing for, for the rest of the game. But in return, I wound up losing uh, the Shadow Emissary because I focused on that alone, uh, which I guess was okay. A four-stone model with a two-stone upgrade for a, for another six-stone model with a, or five-stone model, whatever it is, plus an upgrade. Uh, let's kind of trade this for that. But wound up getting a lot of it focused attention on a Toto and, and kind of gummed up a few of his, his models got a, a decent little heel off. But uh, I think overall uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm still in okay shape. I was able to deny a, uh, a point of uh research mission. Uh, he kind of showed his hand with Carlos 
uh, on his last activation. I know how it is, especially on Vassal. And even in person, you don't want to pre-measure and show what you're trying to do uh, too early. And he, I think he uh, misjudged the distance that the Dawn Serpent can just agile walk and, and destroy a shadow marker and was able to eliminate one of the markers around him. So I was able to negate a point there. The Dawn Serpent didn't do a whole lot that round, which is fine, I guess. He, he uh, got a point. Uh, or negated a point for my opponent, so that's good. But other than that, uh, I'm kind of just stalling. I'm trying to take up as much of his AP as possible, um, especially last round when I had AP advantage. And now I think we're much more on an even playing field, so I'm going to have to play a little bit more aggressive. So overall, I think this round was a little difficult, but uh, still hung in there and still managed to score my point and negate one of his. Cool. All right. So... You had already declared breakthrough in research mission, so you could only score the strategy, which you did. So now you're up 3-2 to him. You are pretty certain that he has research mission. Do you have a better idea of what his other scheme is? I really don't. Him abandoning what I thought was breakthrough with Carlos kind of makes me wonder if he even had breakthrough to begin with. And so I'm kind of leaning more towards Claim Jump. And I don't know the model with Claim Jump. Most likely it would be Elijah because he's such a beater. But having, you know, at least in my opinion, having uh, two schemes that kind of work together in that Claim Jump and Research Mission, the, the scrum is in the middle already. There's going to be shadow markers. There's going to be pyre markers. And then there's going to be dead model markers. Probably a, a good pairing there. And might be safe to assume that, that that's his second choice even if it was even if he chose to take prison right he hasn't shown his hand on that at all i haven't seen anything out of the ordinary for him to try to engage another model of mine to be honest i don't know what is eligible right now but i'm thinking right now he's leaning more or i'm leaning more towards him having claim jump than anything else in the pool okay last question um so i'm pretty sure your plan for scoring your second point of breakthrough is going to be the katashiro that's in the upper left upper right sorry yes no left I can't find um, Do you have any sort of plan for scoring your second point of research mission, or is that not a focus right now? It's not really a focus right now. I think my goal is to have three models alive by round five, <laughs> and I feel confident I can get to those markers. Um, at this pace, I think the Katashiro's a he's going to be dead by, by round five anyway with having burning on him. I guess I could do the shrug off next, this next one to get the burning off of him to uh, hopefully keep him around another turn. But uh, actually, that might be a good idea to shrug off that burning and see if Karis would break away and try to deal with him to negate that point and get her out of the middle. That'll be less pressure. Try to catch Shiro for some breathing room. But uh, yeah, right now I'm not too concentrated on it. I, I think my options for that is going to be hopefully a random Katashiro that's still alive and Dawn Serpent and Misaki. I don't see Chiaki lasting much longer, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I can still score it. Uh, I'll probably focus more on it nearing the end of this at last act of uh, this, this round. Okay. All right, thanks. We'll see you at the end of round four. All right. Okay. End of turn four. Roman, tell us what happened. Uh, more pain and uh, some burning sensations that we should probably see a doctor about, or at least Nick should. Didn't go quite as I hoped, but about like I was reasonably expecting to. I killed both Katashiro, 
the and Shiaki picked up uh, Shiaki's evidence. I have Borgman hovering over and protecting an evidence from earlier in the game. Actually, we didn't go over points at the end of that one, but I had nothing to declare other than the evidence, and I don't believe he picked one up. We went over, we Did, went over points. Okay. I I mean, I, I said that you didn't score any of your schemes. and Yeah. So this turn, we both got evidence again, so he remains one point ahead because I still did not score any schemes despite my best efforts, but what I did do is kill both Katashiro, and in the process of sending Karis back to snipe out the one in my deployment zone, I also uh, cheated in the trigger to remove the scrap, or excuse me, the scheme marker from where he had just dropped the third one. So he's only got two scheme markers. In order to get that last point, he's going to either need to, he's going to need to put Misaki over there to drop a third scheme marker because the Dawn Serpent can get there, but he can't get there and drop a champ and drop a scheme. It looks like I did go ahead and kill Shiaki and pick up her evidence. I have Borgman near the center. He knows I don't have claim jump right now though, because I didn't claim a point from it. Uh, so hopefully that's honestly at this point, I think he knows I have, take prisoner on the dawn serpent due to how that last turn ended up he got the dawn serpent to perfectly pin carlos in a corner so he couldn't jump away and just wailed on him uh with the katashiro that carlos ended up punching to death the dawn serpent and killed him with misaki uh, which got him the evidence at the last second which was painful but uh, as the turn went on i just didn't have the resources to stop it but essentially, I have all the, the marker types down there now that all I have to do this turn is the captain can literally walk south uh, and kind of stare at the Dawn Serpent if he needs to, to get the first point of recover or Borgman, honestly. Like, either of those guys can really just try and, and wait for the, the Serpent to go and, and go follow him. Uh, and Karis can really do that as well if she needs to. I just need to... Uh, the one the one issue I'm going to have this turn is I do need to get the serpent down to a single point of damage if I want to pick up evidence from it, and it's the last one remaining. Okay, I thought you, oh, I thought you put out five markers and recover evidence. That's a good point. Um, who should have dropped? Shaki? Wait, no, you picked hers up. Yeah, picked up a Totos. Oh, that's the thing. I shouldn't have picked up Shiaki's. So yeah, I, I technically, legally could not have picked up Shiaki's with Borgman because the captain picked up hers earlier. Okay. So yeah, no, that that's fine then. Borgman's literally sitting on it. Okay. Okay, no, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to get the fourth point of the strat, like, as soon as Borgman activates next turn, and he can just kind of position up to where he can sit near a pyre marker and tank whatever the Dawn Serpent wants to throw at him. And then he has the question of, do I send Misaki over to try and complete breakthrough or do I have her babysit the Dawn Serpent? Because Shang's insignificant. So if he sits near me to stop, take prisoner, that won't work because he's ignored for the strat and the schemes. And even if he isn't, I have the captain sitting there and I can pretty easily murder him. Okay, this is this is going to be real tight one way or the other. I, I think it's it's going to be within a point, or it might end up even being a tie, depending on how card flips go. Cool. All right. Are you tentatively positive or, you know, not? 
I'm neutral with a side of positive. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I, the disadvantage is to me, and that's on me for not getting a point sooner. Because if I had tied this up, I feel pretty confident that I can... Like, I, I have stopped one of his schemes. He cannot get the second point for uh, resource mission. Or research, research. mission. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so all I have to do, really, is keep Borgman and the captain from dropping to one wound. With him having an extra... Actually, no, he has to kill one of them. Because both of them have two-inch engagement ranges. Uh, so if they drop an evidence, he can't pick it up unless they're dead. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I feel confident I can at least pull off a tie. Hopefully the probably one point win. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll go ahead and get Nick in here then. Cool. All right, Nick, interesting turn four. Why don't you recap what happened to you? A lot happened to me. My stall tactics worked very well to the point where I stalled his models, killing my models and scoring points, apparently. I really had to get creative because uh, I'm, I'm short on models now. Uh, Roman did a great job uh, removing some, removing two Katashiro that I desperately needed to score my final point of breakthrough and research mission. I have two significant models at the end of this round. So with that being said, my goal is to get more ski markers in the backfield and score my second point for breakthrough and try to get or get an evidence marker that's on the uh, that's on the board. I had a real I really focused on trying to get well, let me rewind. I, I, with Chiaki in the beginning, I tried to maneuver Elijah out of uh, engagement with one uh, within his engagement, there's an evidence marker that I could have picked up, but he got right over it and kept me from scoring it. So I tried to maneuver Borgman around and Carlos Vasquez out of there to try to clear up the area and pick up that marker. And things didn't go quite what I the way I wanted it to, but he he did a great job just, just holding down that marker there in the middle of the table for me not to get it. So I kind of gave up on it. There's no way I'm killing Elijah in one round. Um, and uh, he still had two stones left for defense and I didn't have a great hand. So I kind of focused on, I pushed, I was able to push Carlos into a unique corner on this unique board and was able to really hole him in this corner. So he wasn't able to butterfly jump away with the Dawn Serpent. And I got a few attacks. I got the Katashiro to Blade Rush and I just didn't have high enough cards to get the two attacks through like I was hoping. And Carlos was able to activate and kill my Katashiro, uh, which I think put him in contention for his own research mission if he stayed on the board. So I wanted to bring in Shang up and around to uh, walk, unbury Misaki. So she was at full or full, full movement capabilities and then focus charge Carlos to kill and get the marker down. And I was able to pick up a, an evidence marker on my last activation, luckily. So uh, I was able to, to still gain another point that round. So I think I'm at, I'm at four points and I think Roman's at three and he's only showing uh, his three recover evidence. So I don't know. I still don't know for sure what his second scheme is. Uh, still pretty sure he's going for a research mission. And now there's tons of markers on the board over in this cluster. I'm pretty confident he's going to be able to get one point from that. So I think I'm just really going to focus on getting my second point of breakthrough and maybe just try to hold up the center of the table, hoping that he might have claim jump and try to deny that. Okay. So 
you're certain he has research mission and you you you're confident he has claim jump i'm not confident but from if, if i was a gambling man that's where i would be uh leaning towards with the way he's moved his models and and uh, maneuver around the, the board so that's kind of the the direction i'm thinking not for sure though all right anything else you are ahead by a point do you think you have this game won no, I don't. I think Roman could uh, come out of left field and easily score two more points, and I'm still going to have to work for just one more point. With my model deficit now, he's got plenty of AP to do what he wants, um, so I'm a little concerned about that. So I think I'm going to I'm going to be really stressing for a tie in hopes that I can eke out a win uh, at this point. I, I think I lost too many models too too quickly, and I just don't have the AP to do what I need to do to deny him now. Okay, well, best of luck to you. We will all reconvene at the end of turn five. Sounds great. Yay. Okay, end of turn five, and we have ourselves a 5-5 tie. Hooray. All right, Roman, why don't you describe what you did on the last turn to get yourself the two points? Well, I won initiative... And thankfully, by enough that Nick decided not to uh, cheat it and had Elijah go. So I could immediately pick up the evidence from Shiaki from last turn and drop a scheme uh, right on the center line and not take or not leave and leave the other evidence uh, for Nick to pick up. So denying a point there and setting up for research mission right in the middle, which the captain uh, then later assisted with with his win wall. Uh, Two-point swing right there, and that's what I needed uh, for the tie. I wasn't quite able to stop him from doing breakthrough, uh, because the Dawn Serpent is slippery, especially when Misaki can make him charge to make up the extra movement that he needed to be able to get into my deployment and drop a scheme. Uh, so I, I stopped Misaki from dropping, or from, from leaving a scheme marker, I should say, in my deployment with uh, Karis burning it away. Couldn't stop the other one. And because the Dawn Serpent went last, couldn't have anybody uh, lock him down at the last second for take prisoner. But yeah, it, overall, very fun game, and I need to work on my take prisoner targets. Yeah, I, I, I it was ballsy to take a model that was both agile and move seven. Yeah, but the other option was to like try and kill it, and I've played it enough, and it's I've never lost it, and I don't see it. It, it takes a lot of effort to put down, and the, I already needed to be putting that elsewhere. Okay, okay, Nick, why don't you talk about your turn five? Now you scored your last point. Point singular. Sorry. How dare you? I'm sorry. Too soon, Doug. Golly. <laughs> sitting here staring at Elijah Borgman in the same spot he's been for three flipping rounds, guarding an evidence marker. I couldn't get another one down. I kind of gave up on trying to get that evidence marker. And to be honest, with having two models and a totem left, I gave up on getting another evidence marker altogether uh, this last round. It just wasn't in the cards. All the effort and the big gamble to get one point and not get a second point for breakthrough or, well, definitely not research mission, but I decided to kind of go all in towards the the breakthrough point and unbury Masaki in a location that was what I hoped far enough away from Karis, uh, but still within eight 
of the Dawn Serpent and, and do Oyvon's command, I had a uh, pretty terrible round five draw. And so I, uh, I definitely had the eight as my highest card in my hand. So I figured that was a, a good card to charge seven inches towards the, the backfield of Roman's deployment zone and get in a position where he could agile walk and drop a marker if I need him to. But then also Masaki was still in walk and drop a marker range to put another marker at the uh, uh, in the deployment zone as well. So uh, my last activation was Dawn Serpent, and I really had no clue what Roman's second scheme was. And I was hoping he was going to show his hand in some way, shape, or form with the last activation. Because I didn't know if he had claim jump on Elijah Borgman or not. And I, if I still had... Masaki's marker down, I would have ran the Dawn Serpent up towards Elijah to hopefully try and deny that claim jump. But in actuality, it would have resulted in a point for take prisoner. Now, after we've discussed the, the post game uh, a little bit on, on what schemes he had. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where it stood. I, I had to get uh, real creative on, on getting models to the backfield and, and try to drop what, what markers I needed to score that second point. Okay. Um, so, I'll ask the both of you what, you know, changed severely from what your your starting plan to how the game ended up. What messed with your strategy and what you had to do on the fly? For me, the, the biggest thing that I realized about turn end of turn two was going to screw me up with Take Prisoner earlier on the Dawn Serpent was the fact that he's going to sit in the middle of your crew and Misaki can and will pop up and charge in and get in there, generally speaking. So I, I realized, like, I need to make areas of interest that are not go help her protect the Dawn Serpent. And that is really hard to do because he's generally a really good anchor in the middle of stuff. Uh, so that I realized early on that was dumb of me. So I was trying to uh, sell that I had breakthrough on Carlos early and then maybe bluff that I had been bluffing that and was bluffing for claim jump on him or Elijah or the captain because they were all pretty well orbiting the middle in, in hopes that I could get Nick to essentially focus on one of them and leave Misaki and whoever else was nearby far enough away from the, the Dawn Serpent that I could get take prisoner on him. But that just didn't work. All right, and you, Nick? Well, I'd like to quickly rebuttal what Roman just said. You had me thinking you you had breakthrough the entire freaking time. Um, <laughs> so well done. Thank you. And I honestly thought you had claim jump as well as an option that makes sense to pair with uh, an idle or a uh, research mission. And I'm thinking, well, should I? So you did a great job on your bluffs and remind me never to play cards with you if you ever invite me to play poker so <laughs> well you're, you're lucky i'm horrible at poker oh then we should play because i might win something there you go um <laughs> yeah no and, and as you can see I'm, I'm so good at bluffing claim jump that i should have just taken it i would have gotten a point this last turn <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah you know sorry i went off on a tangent what was the question again doug i'm sorry buddy what changed in your strategy so what changed Really losing my Katashiro uh, in one one round uh, was kind of a kicker. Losing Monaco earlier in the game, I really had to change kind of my... I had to get really cagey with the Katashiro and kind of keep him out of the mix and just utilize them as scheming only. But when I started losing models there in the middle, I had to kind of switch gears and, and try to keep up a little bit. Carlos and, and Karis made quick 
minced meat out of, well, not minced meat, but shredded paper out of these little Katashiro's <laughs> that were uh, needed to score research mission. They would have been an easy model to get research mission on uh, at the end of the game. Two more models that can just jump around and, and get next to a shadow marker, or a create their own scheme marker or whatever uh, to be that, you know, second and third marker placed. And so that was kind of a kick in the butt. And I had to really prioritize my points scoring as opposed to negating Romans on what he, what I thought he had. And again, great job with the, with the bluff because he sold it very well. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the turning point in, in the game for me is when I really started having to, to, to think a few actions ahead to, to really determine what the heck is going on and, and how do I need to react to some of these decisions that Roman was making. Okay. Uh, last question before we call it a night, Roman crew and schemes you would have picked differently. Uh, I'd keep the crew exactly the same, but I would have gone for claim jump on Elijah if we had to do this again. The reason I didn't do it initially was because I have a really bad track, re- track record with Elijah. Like He has enough of a, a target on his head that people just focus him down big and early. Uh, so this is, the I think, maybe the second or third game I've had where he survived to the end. <laughs> nice. And you, Nick? Uh, if I were to change something, I think I would remove the uh, the effigy emissary upgrade on on that uh, on the little effigy. His reason for being there was to basically let another model be don't mind me and and pick up a marker while engaged, which would have gained me another point if I would have just kept him in the backfield and not intentionally brought him in the middle of the mix and grew him up to a emissary. Um, I, I just got too aggressive with a a weak emissary at that point that was uh, definitely killable by the amount of firepower that was still on the board. I should have assessed that differently at the time, but I think I would, I would eliminate that and have two extra stones to really eat through some of the attack uh, attacks that were coming at me from, from Roman. Yeah. I think two extra stones, especially for a Toto that turned two when I was beaten up on him, I think that would have changed the game a good bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even coming back into to round three, I thought there was a typo on here. I was like, wait, I have no stones? What did I do? And I had to retrace our thought uh, steps from the previous rounds. Like, oh, crap, yeah. That was rough. So, yeah. Okay. And um, before we go, I think there might have actually been a miscalculation. What, Roman, what did you score a research mission off of? Uh, I scored research mission off of Borgman because while he's not on uh, the opposing side of the table, I have him with the scheme the pyre marker, either one of those two, and the wind wall. The wind wall goes away before you score VP. Oh, curses. Okay. Nope. I, I appreciate you double checking. I was just like, marker, it goes there. Well, in that case, good game and good win there, Nick. Oh, that's a feel bad. Nah, don't worry about it. That's on me. I won't forget that next time. <laughs> yeah. Now, it was a game, really, in, in the grand scheme of things, it was a game that wasn't worth anything. So, you good place to learn it. Yeah. Yeah, true that. Yeah, if there's one thing I, I have to say, it's like, hey, if I screw up, I'm gonna not make that screw up again. Hopefully, so I'd, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather have it happen now and not top table at a, uh, an event somewhere. Heck yeah! All right, awesome. Well, congratulations on the win, Nick. Thank you for playing Roman, and thank you guys for listening out there. And as I always say, fun is always king. Have a good night. Take care, y'all.
Music used in this production are Onion Capers, Marty Gots a Plan, and Five Card Shuffle. All music is created by Kevin McLeod and is used under Creative Commons.